They help you remember what needs to get done. They create order. They set priorities. They relieve stress. They help you delegate. They track your work progress. I could go on and on about the benefits of to-do list, but I'm confident you already know this. You're here because you're one of two people. You are someone who does not have an organized method for recording tasks and projects you're responsible for. And now that you're growing in your career, taking on more responsibility, and becoming busy, it's time to put a method in place. Or you're someone who's implemented too many methods for tracking your to-do list. You have tasks on a whiteboard, flagged in your inbox, saved on a Word document, and listed in a note on your phone. These multiple approaches have you wasting time, missing things, and feeling stressed. The opposite of what an efficient to-do list system should have you feeling. I'm not one to prescribe a specific method for managing your to-do list, but if you're looking to implement a system or overhaul your current, there are some elements that you should consider. Today, we are going to talk through those questions. I will share how I personally handle each, and I'm going to leave you excited and ready to manage your to-do list like a pro. You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? If you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. I'm excited to discuss to-do list today. This is the third and final segment of our current series that I'm titling Managing the Things at Work. In episode 102, we discussed email management, and then in episode 104, calendar management. As a knowledge worker in our professional careers, we can bucket most of our time spent into these three categories, communication, meetings, and projects. Episode 102 will help with communication, especially written. Episode 104, well, we can't really talk about calendars without talking about meetings. For me personally, ongoing communication and meetings is about 50% of my workday. But the big impact that I make at work and in business is getting the task and projects done. In today's environment, we have work coming from multiple angles. Our managers, our team members, the leadership team, our colleagues, our vendors, our clients, and other external partners. We have to have a method to capture the things that need to get done in a way to prioritize what we should be working on. My to-do list plays a huge part in that. And although my system might look different than yours, the ultimate goal should be the same. Every good to-do list is an organized method for recording and completing the tasks and projects you're responsible for. If your method is doing that for you, you're on the right track. And if it's not, it's time to make some changes. And here are four elements you should consider during that redesign. The first consideration is digital versus analog. Digital options include apps like Todoist and Evernote, project management tools like Smartsheet and Monday.com, a note in your phone, a Word document, an Excel, or even a OneNote. And I'm sure I'm missing like 100 other potential digital options that are out there. Analog options include notebooks, bullet journals, paper planners, post-its, and whiteboards. Plus, once again, another endless amount of potential options out there. But I think you get the picture. 
I've done them both. I was very much a notebook guy through college and whenever I first started my professional career. I kind of liked the act of physically crossing things off and honestly the flexibility that pen and paper gave me, but I converted to digital and I haven't really looked back since. I use a combination of a note on my phone and a Google Sheet for my personal and business to-do list. At work, I use a project management tool. Honestly, the main reason that I like these methods is accessibility. I almost always have my phone on me, so if something comes up, I can quickly record it. I didn't like carrying a notebook around, and I found myself writing a reminder to myself on my phone, so I figured, well, why not just keep it there? The second consideration is list versus calendar. Do you want to manage your to-dos on an ongoing list or schedule them directly on your calendar? I found some people prefer calendaring all of their to-do items. Essentially, if it's not on your calendar, then it's not going to get done. I like this concept as it forces accountability and urgency, along with giving me a visual representation for tackling my to-do list. It just didn't work in practice for me though. I was constantly moving things around and I didn't like my to-do list items crowding my calendar. Although, as I talked about in episode 104, I use a slight variation of this by blocking project time on my calendar. I just determine what I'm actually going to work on during that time the day before. So essentially, I use a list, not really a calendar. The third consideration is multiple list versus one list or multiple calendars versus one calendar. You can have a master to-do list for your work, personal, business, kind of all the things in life, or you could have separate lists. Even at work, you could have a client project list, a team project list, training opportunities, non-urgent tasks, wish list items. You can slice and dice your to-do list any way you want and have multiple lists that are out there. I do have a separate process for work versus business and personal. Honestly, this is just because I don't have the same access to the same kind of technology that I do at my nine to five, but I prefer one master list. I like having everything I need to get done on one document, although that list can get long and overwhelming at times. If you have that same feeling, my suggestion is to add a couple of helpful columns to your list. If there is a specific due date, I add the due date. I also have a checkbox for urgent versus non-urgent, both of these columns help whenever it comes to creating my to-do list for the next day, as I can start with the upcoming due dates and the urgent task first. The fourth and final consideration that I want you to be thinking about is how to manage recurring tasks. Everyone has ongoing tasks that they are going to be responsible for. This could be generating the end-of-month report, prepping for your weekly team meeting, or writing out the quarterly newsletter. Once you get done with that task, you essentially need to add it back onto your list for the next cycle, the following week, the following month, the following quarter, whatever that may be. You need to decide how you want to handle these kinds of tasks, and if you want them on your to-do list or somewhere separate. Right now, I have recurring tasks on my master to-do list. I signify that these are recurring on my list, and I end up just updating the date once I complete the task versus marking it as complete and deleting it off my list. I know this is much easier to do digitally versus analog. If I manage my to-do list in a notebook still, I would probably only capture one-time projects and tasks in my actual notebook, and then anything ongoing or kind of recurring, 
would probably be set as a recurring calendar invite on my digital calendar. Probably another point goes to the digital versus analog method here. I haven't quite figured this one out yet, though. I'd love to know what your method is for these kinds of tasks. I hope these four considerations help you make a decision on your to-do list system moving forward. I know these are fairly high level. I really just wanted to spark some ideas and get the juices flowing. But if you need more support or you want to discuss my process and the technology that I use, feel free to reach out to us on our website contact page at tsirpodcast.com and we'll find some time to chat. I want to conclude with a few helpful tips for actually making progress on your to-do list. Because we all know it's one thing to have this perfect record-keeping system, and I think that will help tremendously with staying organized and prioritizing your task. But we actually have to get the things done eventually. So how do we do that? My first tip would be to create the list the day before. I like waking up and actually knowing what I'm supposed to accomplish that day versus actually trying to figure out what I'm supposed to accomplish that day on the day. So at the end of the workday, I look at my master to-do list and I write down all of the upcoming and urgent tasks that need to be taken care of the next day. I review my calendar for the next day and I start prioritizing when I can accomplish what needs to get done. This kind of forethought saves me a lot of time and energy and honestly just allows me to essentially propel straight into my to-do list versus having to go through the mental juggle to figure that out on the actual day itself. My second tip is to include things that you love to do. I found if my to-do list is full of tedious or, I don't know, overwhelming tasks, I quickly burn out and then I have one of those days where I don't feel like doing anything. If I include one or two things that I genuinely enjoy doing, that momentum carries over to the rest of my list. And finally, as I've gotten older, I've realized it's important to limit the task I plan to complete in a day. Honestly, up until recently, I tried cramming way too much into every single day. My to-do list never got finished, which left me feeling stressed, anxious, and exasperated by the situation. You know me, I'm into high performance and productivity, but giving myself some space to breathe and embrace some of the spontaneity has left me feeling way more satisfied with my career, business, and life. And honestly, I kind of think I get more done because of that. I don't know if this is a reminder to you or a reminder to me at this point in time, but just remember if you don't finish everything on your to-do list today, there's always tomorrow or the next day or the next. Hopefully today's episode has left you with some thoughts. If you're looking for another episode to listen to next, go back and check out part one and part two of the Managing the Things at Work series. Episode 102 was email management tips for those overwhelmed by a cluttered inbox. Or episode 104, three tips for managing your work calendar like a pro. Those were so much fun to create. I honestly just had a blast creating this entire series that's out there. Up next is a series all about creative ways to expand your professional network. And I am so excited. Some of the content that is already done and created for that series is so good. So if that sounds up your alley, hit the follow button so you don't miss those episodes. It's been a pleasure. Until next episode, I love y'all. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. 
If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website and those messages go straight into my inbox and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together.